there's nothing that's going to happen this day, today, that God isn't already aware of exactly where we're going to go. Because he's with us, and he knows where we're headed. Now, that may be great, doesn't it? Man, i got to go talk to somebody about the Lord today. God's with you. And he's going before you. Oh, I'm going to wind up going into a place I shouldn't be going, and I know I shouldn't be going. Well, God is with you. And he's already gone ahead of you. What are you going to do? Now, Second Peter. Second Peter chapter 1. Verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of our uh, knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things pertaining to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us unto virtue and glory. Verse 4. Whereby are we given are given to us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of this world, or that is in this world, through lust. Now here's the cool part. God's not just there, sees all, and knows all. When God has taken up permanent residence in you and me, because he is the Lord your God, he has given us a couple of cool things here. I don't know if you caught them. He's given us his divine power. You believe that? Now, sometimes because we don't live in a culture nowadays where uh, disciples were walking out and touching a, a lame man and causing him to walk again. Okay, we don't see those miracles like God parting the Red Sea or uh, fire coming down from heaven, right? That we forget that God still has divine power. His divine power is given to us for one purpose and one purpose alone, and that is so that we would display the Lord Jesus Christ to other people. Did you catch this? Look, it says, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things pertaining to life, you and I don't have to live in the lust anymore. Because God has given us all things that we need. How many times have we quoted that verse that said, My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Right? That's the cool thing about God being with us and never forsaking us, is he has given us all things. God, you don't understand. I really struggle with this area of my life. And God says, wait, but I've given you all things that you need. I've let you have access to my divine power. Now, we start, when we start thinking that, like, I get to open my shirt and have a big S on it, right? Because I can be Superman. No, we're still sinners, but you don't, we don't have to walk in that life anymore. That's what Leviticus is all about. He says... That land of Egypt you came from, don't live like them anymore. You don't have to. And that land of Canaan that you're going to with those people there, you don't have to live like them either. I am the Lord your God. You can live the way I'm laying it out for you. Why? Because I'm giving you access to my divine power. We talk about the fact that without faith is it impossible to please God. But that means with faith, 
It's possible. You and I, for the first time in our lives, can do things that are pleasing to God. He's given us access to his divine power. He's given us all things that we need. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. But not only that, he says we have received exceeding great and precious promises. And here's the key. This is the point that we need to be developing in us. Not only do we have access to his divine power, but did you see we have access to his divine nature? God's nature is he is 100% sinless, pure, holy, sanctified. Use whatever you want to word. He is without sin. And the verse here says that ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Now, again, does that mean we're going to be sinless superheroes? You can call me black man. I got my Johnny Cash outfit on. No, that just means when you are in a relationship with your heavenly father, God, Jehovah God, he gives you the ability to not live in that sinful lust anymore. That's why the end of this verse says, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. That is why he says in Leviticus, listen, I am the Lord your God. Do you understand? I don't want you to have those kind of relationships, immoral, perverted relationships sexually that the rest of the folks are having because I'm your God. Not only have I said it, but I am with you. I'm giving you the ability to walk away from that kind of behavior. Guys, we could go a lot more places this morning. I don't want to. Do you know how God talk, talks about before we receive the forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ that we are bound in our sin? But because of faith, we can be free. We don't have to pursue that kind of life anymore. We have the ability... To not be controlled by lust. Now I'll tell you what, folks, if you haven't picked up on it in your own life, in this world, there are people who live day by day following only what they desire to do. Their lust. Now it might be sexual lust, it might be a lust for something else. You and I do not have to be controlled by that lust anymore. Now, we think about it a lot when we say the word addiction. And I hope that conjures up the images that we're thinking about. That meaning, I can't control this desire that I have. I have to pursue whatever it is. There's a lust there that I can't escape. You understand God's reminding us that through him, there is no control that the sin has over us anymore? We talked about this this morning in Sunday school. We can choose not to sin. <laughs> Go figure. We can say, because of what you've done in my life, God, and you freed me from sin, and I'm not bound by that anymore, I can choose not to do that lustful behavior. Isn't that great? 
Do you know there are people in this world who have the inability to make that decision? That they say, I'm, I'm going to pursue what makes me happy no matter whatever it is. And you know there are Christians who have actually heard, I've had here, there are Christians that I have heard actually say that. They say, well, I know what God says to do, but I also know God wants me to be happy. So I'm going to do those things that make me happy. Really? Problem is, we have a whole world of people who all they want to do is fulfill the lusts of their flesh, whatever they desire. <clears throat> Romans. So now we just uh, uh, trying to put this in a in the framework where it's easy to put two and two together. God says he's given us access to his divine power and his divine nature. We have the ability to not sin. We have the ability to say to those lusts of the flesh, those sinful desires, a sexual perversion, and say, nope, sorry, not interested. Why? Because my God is with me. He's given me the ability to say no and live by his standards, not by my own lusts. But you know what? You can choose not to do that. You can choose to live by your own lusts. And let me read you what God says about that. Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 18. Bear with me. We're going to make it to the end of the chapter here in this, but I need us to hear what happens when you decide not to live by the standards that God has laid out. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. To understand something. It's not that they don't know what the truth is. They understand the truth, but they hold it in unrighteousness, meaning they don't care what it says. They're going to do what they want. Verse 19. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it to them. For the invisible things of the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, ah, ha, it's not that they don't know God, they know him. But look what it says. They glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made like corruptible man, into birds, into four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Now listen. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, the men also, leaving the nature, natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working which is unseemly. And receiving them in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. 
And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. But being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murders, debates, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affections, implacable, unmerciful, knowing that the judgment of God, that they, they that commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. We needed to see the flip side of this coin. Because when we are looking next week in the book of Leviticus, it is absolutely clear what God is trying to say. Listen carefully. Is God your God? I am the Lord, your God. Is he your God? If he is your God, number one, you've got to realize he is with you all the time, sees all and knows all. But because he is with you all the time and goes before you and helps you by giving you access to his divine power, access to his divine nature, where we can say to our sinful flesh, I want that, but you know what? It's wrong and I'm not going to do it. Why? Because I love my God. He is my heavenly father. Or you can do what we just read here. And you can know God, but glorify him not as God. You can hold his truth in unrighteousness. And God will give you over to a reprobate mind. God will give you over to deceitful, sinful behaviors. And you can pursue all this lust of the flesh as much as you want, but don't do it thinking you're right with God. Period. Now, there's the key for every one of us that sits in this room today. Now, I don't know what your relationship with Jesus is. Most of you I do, as you've told me. But some, I don't know if you've asked Jesus to be your Savior. He offers you forgiveness from your sins. And you can have that permanently. And that's great. We rejoice in that. But I want you to understand something. Every single person in this room has the ability to walk out the doors in a couple of minutes and follow the lust of their flesh. Every single one of us does, don't we? But you're the pastor. Yeah, I am. And if I'm not careful, I can follow the lust of my flesh, couldn't I? If I decided I just had about enough with the wife and I wanted to kill her, I could, right? <laughs> She's in the back going, put him on. <laughs> okay, or I could get on the internet and look at things that are not supposed to, or I can let my mouth lie and say words I'm not supposed to, or I can steal or cheat or do anything else I want, couldn't I? And so could every one of us. The difference, the understanding is if I am the Lord your God, Jehovah. If he is my God and he is with me, I ought to be thinking about things a little different and saying, God, you know what? I love you so much because what you did for me, I understand who you are and I'm not interested in fulfilling all those lusts for my selfish being. I want to live the way you want me to live. And so I weigh those things. I could, but isn't it great that we don't have to? That sin no longer has control over us. That God, I can say, Father, I know. And one of the neat things I didn't finish addressing in that passage in, in Peter 
It says, through the knowledge of him. You know, the more and more you learn about who God is and what he wants you to be, the easier it is to say, God, you're too important to me for me to live that kind of life. One last thought, and again, sometimes in this world, we've even taken this practice away, but we don't understand why it's so important. When my wife and I got married, she became Mrs. Kimberly Fisher. She took my name. Yes? And there's people out there, oh, that's just so sexist to take somebody else's name. Relax with you people. <laughs> that's not the issue. Okay? If you wanted to be, uh, you know, super woke or something, you could have the man take the woman's name. Okay. The issue is, she is saying now that she is joined with me. We're one together. We have a relationship. If she goes out and starts living like she's not Mrs. Fisher and starts living like she and I don't have a relationship, anyone, I can do the same thing. If I go out and start sleeping around with other people, I'm not honoring that relationship. When you and I take on the name Christian, we are taking his name and saying, I belong to Jesus. Are you acting like it? Now, again, we're going to open up this chapter a little bit more and look at the sexual perversion that's in the rest of the chapter in Leviticus. But put any of your sin in that place, any of my sin in that place. If I'm saying I belong to Jesus, I'm one of his disciples, I am the Lord your God, Jehovah. If he is my God, am I acting like him? Am I representing him? Like my wife represents our relationship, like I represent our relationship, or are we just saying, ah, I don't care, I'll just do what I want because I don't really care what that other person is important to me or not. Do you understand the point here? We read it two dozen times. I am the Lord your God. So folks, when we walk out today and we have the opportunity to do Whatever it might be that the lust of our flesh might lead them. Don't make me read that list again. Backbiters, deceivers, you know, disobedient to parents. You know, there's quite a list there of the things we can get involved in. Isn't it great to know that God has given us the ability to say, No, Father, I love you, and I'm not going to represent you by living that kind of life. That's why God gives us the standards. Not because he wants to, you know, Keep us in a little box and we can't do what we want. No, because we're in a special relationship with God and we ought to be representing that to the world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Lord, this is tough. Um, honestly, Lord, it's not the easiest thing to talk about this subject matter. Lord, lusts of the flesh is not an easy thing to talk about. But Father, I thank you that we have been given a cure you know, your Bible is very clear. It says, all of us have sinned. We've all fallen short of your glory. There is none righteous, no, not one. Father, that uh, we deserve the wages of our sin. That's death. But Father, I thank you. You talk about the fact that you've given us great and precious promises, that you've given us all things pertaining, uh, pertaining to life and godliness. But Father, that started because you've given us the ability to have our sins forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, many of us here may have made that decision already with the Lord. 
Or maybe there's some here still struggling with their relationship with God and they don't realize that they can have their sins permanently dealt with, that you are a forgiver. But then, Father, we looked at this passage and God's reminding his people over and over and over because he is the Lord, their God, Jehovah God, that our life ought to be different. That we don't just represent ourselves, we represent something much bigger. And so, Father, I just pray that you'd help us as we walk our daily lives to live it worthy. That passage we read in chapter 19 says, Be ye holy as I, the Lord your God, am holy. So, Father, help us. Thank you for giving us the ability to plug into a divine nature that we can walk away from those sinful lusts and live a life that's glorifying to you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to take some time to share the Lord's Supper here in a moment. Uh -huh.